Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Kelly Anderson. She's the CEO of CXO Executive Solutions, a national women-owned firm providing executive services to partner with your company to fill the human capital gap. With over 25 years as a financial executive and, a, and an experienced company board member, She's across various industries. Kelly realized that there was a gap in providing executive talent. With CXO, Kelly brings her experience as a C-level executive to her approach, having peer-to-peer discussions on filling the gaps, building teams, and developing results-driven solutions directly impacting the CXO model. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, talk a little bit about how you started your company and what's the why behind it. Yeah, so my um, my journey has been very interesting. It was never meant to be, uh, you know, when I started out my career, never thought I'd end up here. Um, you know, a lot of things come into play, right? I, I uh, was CFO of some public entities, um, got into, went, moved, pivoted into consulting, trying to think that, you know, I don't need to be working 80 hours a week anymore, right? You got to have that that work-life balance, and and I, I think that's always a, a fun topic, uh, work-life balance, because I think as an executive, you, you really don't do that. I think you try and do the best you can do at the time you have with the priorities that are there, especially when you have family and everything else. Um, and, you know, I had always looked at, at how can I help other people? I've always had a great network, um, you know, and, and people used to come to me for, for career advice, right, or making referrals. And I finally said, you know, I, I love my board work, but I need to have something that's a little more flexible on the work side. So I decided to open my own boutique executive recruiting business that also includes interim executives. So I can hopefully help deploy, you know, executives that are out of work on an interim basis while they're looking for their um, uh, permanent role. Uh, it's been awesome. Um, I launched in uh, September of 2020. So again, another launch in the middle of COVID. <laughs> Didn't plan on being that way. It just was the timing of where everything laid out, um, and you know, it was uh, it's it's been it's been really good. It's been amazing to be able to help people. It's been amazing to be able to move more of my experiences into the thought leadership and help other executives achieve their goals. I, I like what you said in the beginning when you talked about. Um, having work-life balance. A lot of people go into wanting to start their own companies because of work-life balance. You're not, you're, and what it turns out is what you said is you get more flexibility. It's not necessarily you're not working 80 hours sometimes, but you get more flexibility in how you use your time, which I think is really important because now you're integrating your work and your business into your lifestyle. That's absolutely true. And I, I will say I have the most amazing husband. I, I scored big time um, on my second marriage and he is so supportive uh, when you're dealing with, 
you know, whether it was a public company or whether, you know, my, my board work, you know, even the, the work that I do, you know, there's a lot of times you have to work weekends, clients want to meet you, you have to drop of a hat when they've got an opening and you're flying out there. And if you have something planned, I can't tell you how many golf games we've had, (laughs) we've had to reschedule or cancel or dinners. And, you know, my husband totally gets it. He's been very, very supportive. And I I can't tell you that I, I view my success um, and give him a lot of credit because he's been able to keep that going. And I don't have that pull on, what do you mean you're leaving? What do you mean you have to fly out on the Friday before a holiday? Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey. He's been helping me with it, but you're right. I mean, I, there's times I wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to get this to client. I promise them that. Right. Or, you know, or the, the events that you do have to do, whether it's around the kids, the grandkids, you know, husband, uh, commitments, board work that you make. Um, it's just re it's just juggling that. And I think so much of it just comes from your ability to want to be successful and want to make all that happen. And, and, you know, I think as an executive, we don't want to let people down. Right. And, and we take that on and we work as hard as we can. And sometimes harder is not smarter, but it's really trying to figure out where, where you can find that balance. And, you know, the one thing that I have done in the past year is I've really put a focus into my physical health. Um, You know, I've always, I love to work out. And, you know, when I launched the company, even though it was during COVID, I was finding I was working a lot, you know, business development, right. You're on the phone, you're, you're trying to drum up the business, you're getting word out about what you're doing, right? Launching a whole new company with the brand and the word people knew me, but they had no idea what CXO was. And uh, I think that was probably the the biggest surprise that I had is how hard it was for people that I've known and worked with for years to not think of me to pick up the phone with, right? And, and you're just going, how does this happen? I've known you for 25 years. And what do you mean you called somebody else when you had a need? So, you know, it just made me that much more determined to to dive into it. Um, but, you know, to your point, you know, the, 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 the work-life balance, it's really sitting back and saying, how do I, how do I make sure that I'm taking the time for me? How do I make sure that I'm doing, you know, the stuff that I need to do? How did I change? I mean, I changed my workout. I used to be very much into aerobic workout to work off the stress. Now I'm more into the Pilates and the yoga so that, you know, you can find that center core and that center balance. The, the physical uh, exercise definitely helps your mental health, you know, because when you're when you're active, I know when I'm active, whether it's walking or running or yoga or whatever, um, you're you're in a sense of peace. You know, you're in a sense of calmness and all that stress is just kind of melts away. It does. That is so, for me being outside. Right. I mean, I have to be outside. So my, my daughter, I've got a 28 year old daughter and a three year old son. And my daughter and I have decided that we we have a, a weekly call and it's our, our smart goals. Right. And we've both listed our goals and, you know, we have work goals, we have health goals, we've got, you know, social goals, all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, it's holding each other accountable. And, and, uh, and she can always tell when, when we talk, she goes, you didn't get your three outdoor exercises this week, did you? <laughs> Like, no, I did it. And I need to be better at that. But that's been amazing, too, is just to have have her support when your kids get to that that age and, you know, and, uh, you know, and want to, and she reached out to me because she started her career and she's like, you know, I looked around, I was thinking I need a mentor and I go, and she goes, the first thing I thought, she goes, I'm looking at all these people. And then she goes, well, why am I not talking to my mom? Like she's doing what I want to do. And, and we were, 
able to pivot that relationship, which was really amazing because I don't think parents can do that as, as easy. And I, I, I never in a million years, I mean, I love my daughter. She's amazing, but never in a million years would I thought we would be on the same page of some of those goals. <laughs> so, you know, that's been really good too. That's so great. I love that your daughter was inspired to reach out to you as a mentor. I think, just think that's fantastic. I, I love well, that. And, and talk about, you know, the, the personal growth and the mental health side of it. You know, she went through a period in her early 20s where, you know, she couldn't figure out, do I want to go to college? Don't I? She was jumping all around. And I, you know, I finally had to sit down with her. And I said, I said, you know, college isn't for everybody. Right. I mean, you're you're acting like you really don't want to go. And by the way, she had started three businesses. So it's not like she was sitting in a basement somewhere. She was out there. She had all these different businesses going, trying to get college. And I told her, I said, you know, you you don't need to go to college. Like that's not important. And you know, she had a big breakdown and cry. And, and she finally said, which I don't think we realize as parents, she finally said, She goes, Mom, she goes, Do you know how hard it is to be your daughter? Like you're so successful. Like, how am I as much as I want to look up to you? how am I ever going to achieve what you achieved? You know, so we had, and that kind of started this whole thing. I said, well, I never asked you to achieve what I achieve. All I care about is that you do what makes you happy. And I said, look at, you started three businesses. You've got all these things going. Why do you think you need a college degree? You know, and she ultimately ended up going and getting two college degrees. <laughs> so, but that was kind of the point. It was like allowing her to, to, and, and to, you know, go and, and, and carve her own way. And I think us as women, and even as we have daughters, we have to think about that, right? We have to, we have to shed the perceptions of, of what's expected and, and fight for it. And I think us at the age that we're at, where we really came up in the glass ceiling, I mean, we had to fight for everything right. we had. It was, it was a tough fight. I mean, you know, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> and you had to be on all the time. And I, I think it's awesome that these young kids don't have to feel that fight. I mean, their fight is very different, but I think also reflecting on not realizing what that, you know, image did to our kids, right. Did to, did to my daughter, this feeling of, of, you know, being less than what she thought I wanted her to be. And I never, you know, I never put that on her. I never said, yeah, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Um, But, you know, my thing with my kids is be happy in what you do and whatever you choose, be the best that you can be. Right. That's, that's what we do because I can't tell you what makes you happy. You can't tell me what makes me happy, but you really have to look and, and, and be happy and be the best you can be um, with whatever you choose to do. That's great advice. I, I have two boys and I spent my whole life saying, look what mom can do. Look what women can do. Look at this. Like I, you know, I was building our stereo, installing speakers, configuring, and I would, you know, building computers. And I was always like, look what mom can do. Cause I was trying to prove to them that women can do a lot of things, you know, and it's, it's definitely changed their perspective. They get inspired by me and they come to me for advice all the time, which I think is great. You know, something I never thought would happen when they were younger. Right. Yeah. And I think that happens in the early 20s. My my son did that too. Right. And, and again, I just had this whole thing was like, you know, you, you need to treat with them with respect. You need to work with them uh, on respect. They're, they're on even keels. Right. You guys are all, all even. And I, I think it's really interesting. My 30 year old son, you know, what he's going through now. I mean, he's got a, he's got a great career, but he's, he's experiencing with, with a lot that's happening on the DEI, the same things that we experienced before. Right. I mean, he's being told in, in large companies, don't bother applying for that job because I have to put women or people of color in it. 
right? Wow. And I'm just like, wow, how does I didn't fight this hard to have it not to have it turn on that, right? And and right. so there's a fine line, you know, that that I look at and say, I, I I firmly believe we have to embrace everybody. We have to, you know, we have to make a path, but it can't be at the expense of somebody else, right? right. I mean, right. you know, because now they're now he's in a point. I mean, he, you know, that, that he has to fight for every little thing um, because he's not going to be the natural, uh, he's not even going to get an option to be the natural choice or the next choice. Right, right. Yeah. And at the same time, we're still fighting for some of those rights. The glass ceiling is yeah. still there. Right. And so, but now it, it, like you said, it looks different and it's broader. And so, yeah. you know, how do we, how do we achieve that? Um you know, you just want everyone to be able to have opportunity and, uh, you know, and especially when you're a mom and you want your kids to have those opportunities, it's so important. Um, so you said something that, like you said that you um, started your business in September of 2020. So this is a time, I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about this. This is a time when we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's months in, we know we're not coming out of it anytime soon. And, 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 and it's a time when people are losing their jobs and you're starting a company about helping people fill jobs with, with, you know, some high quality uh, leadership um, positions. Where did, um, what were some of the risks of doing that? How did you overcome that? Well, uh, the biggest risk is exactly like you said, are we going to go into recession and or let's call it depression, right? I mean, worst case scenario, it gets really, really bad. Um, but, you know, my my side of it was, is no matter where we end up, companies need executives. And when you go through, you know, disruptions, right? It, executive turnover actually gets to be bigger because they need an executive in, this, in that position that can handle whatever the disruption is, right? Can they manage through it? And the ones that can't manage through it are going to be replaced and or moved into a different role. And so, you know, talking to my good network of people, right, there, it actually was a very opportunistic time because, if you, again, if you look at executives, you always need an executive in the company, right? And it's just going to be what that look and feel is. And, and like I said, with the disruption, it actually created much more opportunities. So a lot of the, the great resignation that you heard of, right, and, and the quite quitting and stuff, a lot of that is a lot of the lower levels, right? So, I mean, the great resignation was definitely a lot of the 55 and older because, um, you know, for the first time they were being put into a high risk category with COVID. Um, so it created this huge disruption that, that companies honestly didn't know what to do. Right. I mean, and they were coming and talking to people. Then you throw on top of it, the, the social unrest, um, you know, about, you know, making sure we have women and people of color in the right roles. And, you know, I, I actually was busier than I had ever been um, and mostly just people trying to get a pulse on what was happening. And how can we how can we build, you know, how can we find the people that we need? And then, you know, my big thing that I keep pushing on during COVID and even 100 percent remote work is how are we really developing that next generation of leader, right? In a total remote environment, how, how are we making sure that those, those skills are getting developed? And it's been very frustrating for a lot of people. And I think you're, you're seeing the outcome of some of that. So where, where it gives you, gave you a lot of flexibility to work from home, 
that interaction that you have, which actually becomes even more important to have mentors, to have more people come out and talk to you. Um, and, you know, then you throw on top of it that these younger kids are not, you know, they're not as social as, you know, we were because they're, you know, they do a lot more via text and phone and teams and all of that. So, you know, my whole thing was, is we need to get an outreach out to them and we need to help them. And we need to, we need to really, really to your point, mentor them through, because this is probably one of the most disruptive times we've seen in, in, in a really long time, other than like maybe the great depression, but from a workforce perspective, very, very disruptive. And it's going to have really long-term consequences. Uh, that come in and we really need to step up as leaders and, you know, help people through that and help them understand that, um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but being an executive is hard, right? I mean, it is stressful. It is, you know, it, it, it is very anxious. You know, there's, there's a lot of pressure. There is a lot of, of, um, you know, uh, being able to perform right now that that people don't realize. And, and people need to figure out how to deal with that a lot easier, um, or, you know, at least find a mental health way of dealing with it. And then you throw COVID on top of it. And it just exasperated the problem. So, you know, we're, we're digging out of a lot of stuff in these next couple of years as a, as a culture. Right. And the executives have a hard job because you do have people, they have to face the the mental health and the personal aspect of the impacts of of the last couple of years and how to get back on track as an organization uh, and with your employees. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of them are doing a good job. A lot of them are addressing it. Um, It's very different for each company. And I think that everybody has to realize that each company has its own culture and they're trying to do what they can. I mean, we're going to start getting a lot of pressure on uh, the financial side of it, right, which is only going to make the problem more, you know, more exasperated because executives are going to be be pushed very hard to deliver on the bottom line. I mean, the capital markets are pretty dried up. You can't get funding in the capital market space, right? Venture capital is has dried up. So companies that need funding, they have that they're they're in a pickle. I mean, I'm not gonna be, right. gonna be honest with you. They're in a pickle because they want to do a lot of this social stuff in there. They need to change it, but at the same time, right, they've got to they've got to be more prudent on the financial side and they have to cut back. And um, you know, unfortunately, some of these these things that sounded really good and are necessary pre-COVID, you're gonna start seeing them falling off, which brings a whole nother issue into, you know, how do we as a society and, and people and executives really put ourselves out there and our companies out there to help them and also maintain, you know, bottom line and uh, preserve the cash. Right, they have to modify their roadmap to make sure they can be successful, but also keep quality people on board as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Kelly. We are out of time. So where can people find you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can look me up at Kelly Anderson. Um, I've got uh, CXOExecutiveSolutions.com is my company website. My email is kelly at CXOExecs.com. And all that information is on my LinkedIn. You know, reach out. would love to, to have more conversations with people around this. I'm constantly um, you know, trying to, to figure out what's going on out there and, and keep the pulse on, on uh, the, the employees and um, you know, executives and how we can move this forward. Terrific. Well, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. It's been a great pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. 
To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.